live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh. the Alamo. He's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition. Checkpoint XP Radio. A Beasley esports product. Welcome to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and someone on the show that came this close to beating Streets of Rage 4, me, James Campbell. Did you get distracted by the scantily clad 8-bit women? A little bit, yes. <laughs> I'm not joking. The, the women in that game are way too sexy. It makes you feel uncomfortable. Now the and then I gotta is, punch them in the face. How close were you to winning, well, beating it? Uh, stage 11, I think, is the last stage on the map. Okay. So I was on the boss of stage 11. If it would have got one more combo in, I probably would have won. But I had to go make dinner for, for the fans. And when was the last time you ever beat a game? Ever beat it? Oh, it's been a while since I've actually beat a game. He's this would be the first, time, I, I don't, the first time I've ever beat anything uh, in the Streets of Rage saga. I don't want to dash your dreams, but there are 12 stages in Streets of Rage. Oh, man. <laughs> so I was one, one punch combo and one more stage away yes. from beating the game. There's no 12 on the map, though. There's only 11. And it's an airplane. miles, man. You're that close. I'm so close. I'm going to do it this week, though. You watch. There's finally been some updates to the Dr. Disrespect Twitch ban story we've been talking about for the past few weeks. We will actually be speaking to someone from the Washington Post that has spoken to Dr. Disrespect, and he's going to let us know what Dr. Disrespect had to say when he talked to them. That's coming up in just a moment while we get him on the phone. But first, let's bring you up to date with what's been going on with the Dr. Disrespect saga. Last month, Dr. Disrespect had suddenly stopped streaming on Twitch and had allegedly been banned. No one really knows why. Uh, no one knows what's been going on with Dr. Disrespect. Weird Beard, you've been following this story closely with the breakdown over at the Checkpoint XP YouTube channel. Can you kind of bring everybody up to speed? Yeah, so um, a lot of the guessing that people have been doing about this whole Dr. Disrespect situation over the past couple of weeks has been just that, speculation, right? Like it's rumors we may have heard from here, or like tiny tidbits of, you know, little crumbs whispers, all over the place. you know, whispers on the internet. Yeah, but then what happened over this past week is that Dr. Disrespect started making his first statements. He returned He returned to the public, essentially. So uh, he's once, coming out and he's talking to the media now. Yeah, so he did an interview with the Washington Post. And then right after that, he uh, he did a music video that he released. That's music video. so weird. Yes. What? Yeah, here, let's actually, because it's, it's, it may be him singing. You can take a guess. Uh, listen right here for a minute. So that's I don't know whether or not that's him or not. Uh, but is, it's is that like I feel like that's a statement in and of itself. Yeah, it's out of his that hands. He's trying to make here. But he's still in control. Um, and so not only that, but in this Washington Post uh, interview, there's a lot of interesting little tidbits. But I think the biggest thing that people kind of like the media's reaction to this is that Doctor Disrespect is not about to go away. You know, there was speculation that maybe we just would not hear anything from him until whatever happened kind of came out. Uh -huh. And that doesn't seem like it's going to be the case. It looks like Doc's finally starting to, at least in some degree, go public. But he's, uh, one thing's for sure, it definitely doesn't seem like he's coming back to Twitch. I mean, no. look, the fact that they were able to, or, or, or that Twitch refunded people their subscriptions, yeah. like, like, to my knowledge, the only other time anything like that has ever been done is with Mixer shutting down. So... I mean, I, I feel like that's a pretty big thing. It's a big thing, but then you have to remember the whole Discord angle that's in this as well. Discord. Yeah, so is, what's going on with Discord? Uh, so Discord's like a, a voice talk uh, platform, right? You have friends on there. You can call them like Facebook chat almost. And uh, so right on the same day, maybe an hour after Twitch announced that they were removing Dr. Disrespect from the platform, 
Discord also severed all of their ties with him because he had a deal with them having a, a public server and stuff on there. So they cut the, at the same time, which means that whatever information Twitch has, Discord has to have as well because they're the only two organizations that have done anything like concrete because of obviously knowing something. So two of the big gaming platform-ish kind of things you would you would say that Dr. Disrespect is associated with have both severed ties with mm-hmm. him. Yes. So whatever it is, it's probably not good. Well, we'll find out maybe a little bit more about what's going on with the Dr. Disrespect saga when we get Noah Smith from the Washington Post on the lines. We'll be talking to him in just a moment. But first, it's time for this. Time is up. Oh, my God. Checkpoint XP's close shave. Watch it at CheckpointXP.com. Our close shave of the week brings us to the Overwatch League, where the Dallas Fuel managed to complete their first reverse sweep of the season against the Houston Outlaws. Houston was up 2-0 on match point, and the Fuel managed to claw their way back. The final Game 5 went the distance, and in Game 3, the Fuel were able to clench the victory in overtime. Blase still has his ult as well. No, ends up going down too. Blase sitting on the point with his ult, but they don't touch! Are you serious? The Dallas Fuel managed to push the Outlaws away. And for the first time in Overwatch League history, Dallas Fuel have managed to complete a reverse sweep and win the battle for Texas. All right, well, tough luck there to the Houston Outlaws. I'm sure Robbie was heartbroken. It was so close. Yeah, that's your team, too. I hope you didn't dry your tears with your Dante jersey there, Robbie. (laughs) They'll get him next time. Well, congratulations to the Dallas Fuel. Remember, if you ever miss a close shave of the week, you can find them posted over at CheckpointXP.com. Never miss anything again. No way. Stay on top of your game by heading to CheckpointXP.com to get in the game. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We just got done recapping and catching up on the saga of the Dr. Disrespect ban. Well, now we are joined by Noah Smith of the Washington Post, who actually had a chance to speak personally with the Doc, one of the first times since his banning from Twitch. Noah, welcome to Checkpoint XP. Thanks so much. It's, it's great to be back and... Uh... Yeah, thanks for having me out again. So, Noah, uh, you actually got to speak with uh, with Guy Beam, the doc himself, uh, the for, for the for, you know, as James said, the first time since since the banning on Twitch. I mean, what was his like? I mean, his mental state. You know, this is the first time that he's he's actually reached out since since the one tweet he put out. So, what was your take on the on the the this whole saga so far? So, the first thing that jumped out immediately is that uh, Guy, the person, is very different, or at least was very different on the call. It's the first time I've spoken to him. Then. And Dr. Disrespect, uh, very careful with the words he was using, uh, sort of stuttering some answers, searching for words. And then the interesting thing also is that he was defaulting back a lot to what his, he said was his lawyer's advice, just mm. about not discussing certain things, even very broad things, even things you would think he would want to get out in front of. And so that was very surprising to me. And then the other take I have in it is more or less the same as everybody else is that it's just, it seems like an extremely strange situation where Neither side, neither Twitch nor uh, Guy Beam, uh, really want to say anything. I mean, even again, even very broad things like, can you categorically deny that this is based on a, a criminal act? Um, nobody is able or willing or wants to deny that. And I mean, Guy's position is that he doesn't know. I mean, he, he's saying that he doesn't know they weren't given a reason. And um, based upon some of the sourcing we have that isn't confirmed yet, which is why we didn't print it. Um, you know, there, there may have been a different legal mechanism here than, than a ban, um, which has been the word that a lot of people have been used. And so, like I said, we, we uh, you know, have our standards at the Washington Post. And so we, we couldn't run with it just yet. But we do believe that at this point, um, or at least we're pursuing a line where Twitch would not have needed to give him a ban or a reason, uh, in other words, for, 
Oh. removing him from the platform. Interesting. That's crazy. Now, one of the other kind of crazy things that came out after your interview was published, uh, he kind of went on a public tear uh, releasing a music video and stuff like that. Have you seen that and kind of what's... Do you take that that serious or is that just more of uh, kind of the character of Dr. Disrespect? I think it's the character. I think that there seems to be, a, again, a very strong uh, duality here uh, between the character and himself. And, and to his credit, he said that. I and mean, he, he just came out. I asked him that question directly. I said, you know, where does Guy end and, and Dr. Disrespect begin? And he said, look, it's it's a character. He streams from his house. He's got to be in and out. You know, with his family there. It's not like he has a commute and then disengages and is back being the father and husband. It's sort of, it's all sort of right there. So he's, he's, he's gotten very adept at drawing the line between those two things. And so I think that that, that video is anybody's guess what, what the implication was. Uh, it's a cool song. It's a cool visual. Uh, <laughs> so the fact that he, he's continuing to, uh, uh, it, it seems like, embrace the, the character of Dr. Disrespect. You, know, you had mentioned that, that whatever it is that's going on, it seems to be specifically sort of Twitch sides of things. Because uh, he also does have, uh, uh, I believe it was last year, that he has an upcoming TV deal. Uh, with the people behind uh, the Walking Dead series, which is nuts, like it, it's such an odd crossover. Sure, I think, between Doctor Disrespect and zombies. <laughs> but you know, I, I mean, I mean, what are your thoughts on on whatever it is that's going on with Twitch? It does seem like he's going to be able to continue to to capitalize on the Doctor Disrespect persona on the other side of this, whether or not he he ever gets to go back to Twitch. That's a big question. So it's a great question, and it's the the million or I guess twenty million or forty million dollar question, depending <laughs> who you believe. Uh, he owns the, the IP. I mean, unless he's assigned to somebody else, he owns the IP. So it's separate from Twitch. And so there's no, there's no, um, it doesn't appear that there's any challenge there. The question of course becomes what is this? Why did they remove him? You know, if it's something heinous, then I think that it will be the end. I mean, especially in this climate now that we're in, um, you know, if it's something heinous, if it's something criminal, I think that all those things are gone. Again, the, the weird thing, and you know, I've been doing this for over a decade, the weird thing is just the complete lack of confirmation of anything, and I, I haven't mm-hmm. experienced that very much. You if know, you, if you more, had to put odds, if yeah. you had to put odds, though, fifth, you know, one side or the other, which one are you slightly leaning more towards? Oof. Um, I can't responsibly say, to okay. be honest with you. I, I, just <laughs> I mean, can't. that's, that's I, a truth. Do you think we'll ever see Dr. Disrespect on Twitch ever again? No. No? No? That- can responsibly say I think the answer to that question is no. They were there were a few there were a few things that, that he was unequivocal about. Uh, there were in fact two things that he was unequivocal about. One, he's not going back on Twitch. Two is you know I did give him the chance at the end of the interview to say look you know we're in this midst I'm, there's sort of this uh, what's been called like the Me Too of video games. There's this free speech letter, so-called free speech letter in Harper's magazine that it was a big um, you know it's been a big topic of discussion over the past uh, at least week. And so I said, like, you know, is there some larger cause that, that people could see in, in what happened to you? You know, because think about it. He, he built up this, this character, this brand over the course of several years, and then it was just all taken away from him in an email. And he said, no, I don't. All right. Well, Noah, thank you so much for your time. Noah yeah, Smith you. of the Washington Post joining thank us you. to talk about thank the you. future of Dr. Disrespect. Uh, again, Noah, thank you so much. We appreciate your time, and uh, thanks for joining us on the show today. Always, always a great time, guys. Appreciate it. So that was an edited version of our interview. If you want to see the full interview that we did with Noah Smith of the Washington Post involving the future of Dr. Disrespect, you can find that posted over at CheckpointXP.com.
a well-known entrepreneur and motivational speaker, has made his entry into the world of gaming. And his first signing is huge. Find out who next on Checkpoint XP. With continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness. Around. No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. You're listening to me, James Campbell, as well as Weird Beard, and the person his neighbors now probably know as that weird guy downstairs that screams at his TV, Robbie Landis. All right. I mean, I don't. It's not like I'm screaming out loud, but it's just. I've been watching Absentia on Amazon Prime. And yeah, I've noticed time, your Twitter feed. It's the first time in a while that like something in the show has like angered me or just, just made me react so much that I actually like yell back at it, right? Like, like the this old guy, man yelling at the news. Yeah, like this guy's wife comes back from the dead or, or, or they thought she was dead and she's back now. Spoiler alert. It happens like in the first episode. But his ex-wife at one point goes, you know, if she wasn't out of the picture, you'd still be with her. And it's like, of course. When it was his wife, Robbie is very invested. Gosh, in the show. idiots, idiots. A big name entrepreneur, author, and motivational speaker has made his entry into the gaming world. Most people know him as Gary V. Mr. Gary Vaynerchuk has launched an esports management firm, and they started off with a bang. Weird beard. Who was his first big signing? Uh, so it's it's Vayner Gaming is the official Vayner Gaming. Vayner is, Gaming is officially the like headline that's Gary V's official uh, title. Now it's it's what they're doing is they're positioning it just like uh, Vayner Sports, which is where they signed a bunch of professional NFL players, NBA players, and they were representing them. So they they, now, they've already ventured into like a, a management uh, role in terms correct. of some sort of a professional player. Okay, yes. that actually makes me feel a little bit better knowing that going into this because I've actually never heard of uh, Gary Vaynerchuk before and so the first thing that I saw when when you know I saw this headline was like oh great you know somebody else who's like oh quick money in esports let's go get them you know millions well I mean he's known for being kind of like a business uh, millennial guru he's not millennial but he speaks uh, you know very frankly yeah a lot of a lot of people who are up and coming in social media like on TikTok or other sites they go to Gary V for advice and kind of consultation okay. on how to take their, their career in social media. Now, to make it even bigger, the splash that he made was with their first signing was Booga. Uh, we've talked Booga. about him about a few times on the show here. He uh, won the Fortnite World Championship uh, when he was 17. He's 18 now. Um, and he's one of the largest like Fortnite pro players there is. And they've they've signed him. And that's that's like a splash landing in the world of esports to say that, hey, we're here, we're representing people, and we've got Booga. Like, the talent roster that could potentially you know fall out of this is big but it also speaks to how many uh esports don't have like uh player unions right like all of these are independently like managed by different like agents and stuff like that so i think we're going to see hopefully a lot more like traditional money flowing into these esports and and turning them closer to uh uh, like traditional sports than say just a random project for people. I mean, I guess this really makes a lot of sense for them too. Obviously, you know, in in a post COVID world, uh, with the way that sports are currently going, they've probably seen a lot of money, you know, slip through their fingers. And first of all, esports over the past you know decade or so has been growing exponentially. It's, it's only, exploding. It's, yeah, it's only going to get bigger from here. And I think that I think that a lot of people sort of in the traditional sports world who maybe have noticed that that the esports stuff is going good. Especially now with what's happened with COVID and the esports are continuing to go on while everything else is suffering. I think this is finally like that sort of final push that people who are maybe on the fence about it needed 
get into esports and 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 as long as you're getting in there you know in a real way not just to try to get money yeah uh i think that that, that this is a pretty smart uh decision and and i'm interested to see what vayner gaming uh, uh has in store for the future now james as somebody who is kind of familiar with gary v and, yeah. and the things that he does yeah. gotta have um, a side hustle baby yes where do you, do you think that him coming into esports matters to regular people that don't already care about esports at all? Uh, I think it's going to get their attention because if Gary V is investing money into it, like he sees more money on the end. Like he's going fishing, he's going to catch a bigger fish. This he's catching more money. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he's putting his little money and he sees that there's a future in there to make more money. And I think uh, him combined with some of the other celebrities, I think you guys were telling me about some Hollywood celebrities the other week that have already started to invest some money, like Shaq. Yep. I think Shaq's, Shaq's invested part of, uh, in a, NRG, which is the San Francisco. Shock, yeah. Shaq was it a J Lo and yep. then A Rod have also mm-hmm. invested in. So these big names that are familiar with like just the general public or like the average Joe, seeing that they're getting involved in esports, I think it's going to get them excited and get them interested in possibly either looking into it to invest or just being involved with it in general. Now, do you think that uh, Booga is a big enough name? Like, if you were to go and, and sign anybody, would Booga have even been a consideration for you? You think? For me, uh, if I could get Booga on my roster, absolutely, because I actually, that's a name that I actually know. And I would consider myself as a bit more of a casual uh, esports I, uh, yes, you, consumer. You're not wrong, James. I, I, I do think that Booga is great for catching headlines, right? But other than winning the 2019 Fortnite World Championship, what has he gone on to do from there, right? Well, maybe he w- would have gone on to do more had COVID-19 I not mean, rolled maybe, in. Maybe. I, I feel like competitive Fortnite has been a little bit on the downturn. I think it's a good initial investment, but I think that going forward, he needs to start getting bigger names as well. And, and not even necessarily just esports names, right? I think that even when you look towards, you know, the YouTube and the Twitch world, when you look at the personalities out there, I think that you need to start adding more to your roster than just people that we're paying attention to when they win stuff. Well, maybe with Gary V's help teaming up with Booga, there's a way that they can actually make this like grow even more in an exponential way. Now, a trailer for a new game that puts you in the shoes of a female streamer's moderator was pulled for being insensitive and ill-timed with the release happening while the industry is going through its own massive Me Too movement. We'll talk about that in just a moment because now it's time for... From the high highs, an absolute monster to the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio? We'll get things started with our nailed it with our nailed it and failed it segments. Now, a Brazilian Twitch streamer this past week made history as he has been raising money to help his family and younger brother with ongoing issues. When his life was completely changed as an anonymous donor donated just over one hundred and sixty-eight thousand dollars to the young high school streamer. Combined with other generous donations, it was Leonardo who pulled in over $200,000 in Twitch donations in a very short span of time. Donatius e Anonimo, vou continuar anonimo porque eu não quero nada em troca. Você mudou a minha vida graças às suas livres. Eu não me suicidei. Minha depressão foi curada. Now, I'm not 100% sure about what was being said there, but according to the translator, that's the man saying over and over again that his family was now saved from medical hardship. Thank you to the anonymous donor for being the I nailed it this week, helping the family get out of some medical hardships. Make sure you stay tuned for the failed it portion of our nailed it and failed it coming up in the next hour. Checkpoint XP, your home for competition. Online at checkpointxp.com. 
You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. A recent game trailer for a game that puts you in the shoes of a female streamer's moderator was pulled almost as quickly as it appeared after complaints that the game seems insensitive and ill-timed. Robbie, what's going on with this story? Yeah, so the uh, the trailer that was released uh, for an upcoming game called Gamer Girl uh, quickly taken down due to the backlash over the content. Uh, now, this game is what's called an FMV game. That means that the game itself is actually real footage of a woman who actually improvised the scene. So you're not seeing, like, you know, uh, uh, graphics like you would, you know, when you're playing Mario or it's something like that. It's not animated. It's Correct. actual real video footage. Yes. So as her moderator, as you help her sort of moderate her stream, decide what to do with trolls, or, you know, when she asks you what she should do in her real life, you make choices, and then that determines the scene that you see play out. Abby, you're streaming again? What's it to you? I'm just gonna make sure he's okay. game, you play the role of a Twitch streamer for, or, or a Twitch stream moderator for Abby. And throughout the game, you help her manage her stream, help her make decisions both in stream and in real life and how to deal with these trolls and other people displaying toxic behavior. The problem is, is that the execution of this game, when you watch it, it, it it's, uh, falls a little bit more on the side of being a little bit of problematic. Now, I get where the developer was com- coming from. A comment from them said that Gamer Grill is about the impact user comments and actions have on a streamer's mental health and well-being. The reason why FMV Future created the game was to raise the issue of toxic environments, which can often appear online behind the anonymity of a username. So the idea here is supposed to be that as you see this terrible stuff happening to this girl, you want to help her, right? You see how terrible that making these anonymous comments can be to someone's mental health, which I think a lot of people, because of the anonymity of the internet, they don't get. They just go out there and they're they're being their trolley selves. They don't realize there's like results. There's... I can't think of the word. Uh, brain fart. Sorry. Consequences. Thank you. Consequences. There's consequences for words. And there are other people sort of behind that. Exactly. I, I get that. But like in execution and real life here, that's not why people are interested in this game. Right. Like it shows. Well, not it, even it interested. Shows a, a lot woman. of people. A lot of people look at it and and. and they're not interested. A lot of people look at it and they're like, no, we don't want this. This this isn't the right way to go about it. It shows a woman in the trailer being hunted down, manipulated, and possibly like kidnapped and murdered. Like it's 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 the it's torture porn. You know what I mean? Like it's just on that side of like horrible things that people put it like it just shouldn't go in a video game here here F- famous cosplayer and youtuber Ginny d actually posted her own response to the game on twitter she said the game is founded on the idea that as a moderator you are in control you make choices together with the streamer you become part of her life you choose the story and it perpetuates this idea that by modding or chatting or being involved you're forming a relationship with these streamers there are real cases to what you were speaking of weirdbeard there are real cases of obsessed fans stalking and even attacking streamers a not insignificant number of internet Celebrities have had fans show up to their houses thinking they have a relationship with them. And this game claims to be shedding light on those issues of harassment in the streaming community. But by doing so and building the entire game around that concept of putting the power over the streamer's life into the hands of the moderators, it's definitely going in the wrong direction. This story, whatever it is written here, because apparently the girl who plays Abby, 
she actually yeah. wrote this, right? She took a bunch of interviews from other uh, uh, women streamers who have been through this stuff to create the story. So this is all stuff based on things that actual real sure. female streamers have experienced. Which I think is important to have those talks and to talk about that stuff and, and to shed light on it. But it probably would do much better as sort of like a streaming movie. And I feel like by the way they, this game is set up, by the moderator kind of dictating what she's doing and where she's going, it's going to make the person who's playing the game go down more so like the CD roads to see yes. how far they're going to take Some it. Some people will absolutely play it that and way. And less learn something about how to kind of talk and treat people uh, with respect in the game. Mm-hmm. An esports team is experiencing some really high highs and some super low lows. We'll talk about what's going on with the Guangzhou Charge next on Checkpoint XP. With continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness. No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. I'm James Campbell. Along with me is Robbie Landis. And he's followed by D-list celebrities on social media. He haunts co-workers, significant others' nightmares. And he's running for treasurer of his Nintendo Boomers Facebook group. He's weird weird. <sighs> yeah. He's not turning to the ring. <sighs> Let's give him, I'll give you a... I feel like player. those are the best set of Tinder pickup lines that I can't yeah. even use anymore. Use like, oh, yeah, you are. You're you, in a relationship. Yeah, you tell now. me, though. Like, that's the perfect way. Hey, hey, girl, I'm nothing special, I promise you. But I got a couple of D-list celebrities that do follow me on Twitter. Yeah, you drop that line, those panties will be dropping in no time. <laughs> Overwatch League team, the Guangzhou Charge, have really been involved in some very bizarre headlines lately. Weird Beard, let us know what's going on. What's going on with the, the Guangzhou Charge? So there's been a lot of uh, a lot of outrage over this team lately who, even though they've been performing well inside... I was say, they, they just uh, won the Summer Showdown uh, for the Asian region, beating out the Shanghai Dragons, who were top, top tier, top seed. I mean, they have been performing above expectations in the league itself. Yes, so they, they've been performing well inside of the actual game of Overwatch, but outside of it... So these must be the really high highs right yes. here. Okay. Here's the low lows. There was outrage last week um, when they actually, as an entire team organization, signed a deal with Herbalife, which is a, uh, a multi-level marketing company. Now, if you watch, uh, like, um, John Oliver, he, the last night uh, tonight has done a really good segment on just kind of how bad this organization is. Um, anybody who's familiar with an, an MLM, they're like um, those those organizations that make people buy thousands of dollars worth of product and then hope that they can either recruit other people to sell that or try to sell that stuff for them. So it's like so the, it sounds uh, like a pyramid scheme. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's what it okay. is. Um, so it's a pyramid scheme that they've now signed an entire organization deal for three years with this wow. company. So it like Herbalife is huge in Asia. Like it's a thing that out there in the U.S. it's frowned upon a lot more. Uh, but in Asia, like a, a get rich quick thing is what people are about there. Um, so, you know, like they, they signed this deal and it's been just people outraged that like, yo, not only how can this team partner with them, but how did the Overwatch League itself say like, oh, you guys want to, you know, take all this money from a shady company? Yeah, cool. Well, you know, like we're good. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it's it's, it's, weird. it's it's not a good look. Uh, on top of that, one of the players that they just picked up, Crystal, formerly of the uh the Hangzhou Spark. Last year, there was a lot of drama with him. He had went home for uh, a week's worth of vacation, was supposed to come back, but never did. They'd actually, there's, there's a big social media kerfuffle about it where they basically called him out on social media and people were like, 
just do this behind the scenes. Yeah, while you're airing your They literally laundry. tagged him in tweets and stuff, being like, yeah, he has not <laughs> shown up to practice and will not play these games. And does, yeah. a, does a 14 year old run the social media? Yeah. Like, this is high school drama. So it, it ended up going, going on. You know, he wasn't really into the practice, he wasn't showing up. There was a lot of problems between them. They put him on an indefinite suspension. And then as of last month in June, they finally released him. So he became a free agent. The Guangzhou Charge picked him up, saying that you know he you know he he talks about how you know he's sorry about what happened. He really wants to be able to prove himself, and so now uh, his former team, the Spark, are actually suing him for two million dollars in damage, uh, separate from, wow. from the charge. So this is specifically on him as an individual. It has nothing to do with the charge itself. But I mean, two million dollars. Like, look. In the league, you have to pay them a bare minimum of $50,000, and at least as of the first season, we know that the highest uh, uh, alleged salary for Sinatra was $150,000. Okay. So this kid did not make or lose you $2 million. They're just trying to, like, make a point? I I, I don't know. I think so. Look. He, he, he was definitely in the wrong. He said that he was going home to be with like his sick mom, mm-hmm. uh, and then they found that there were pictures on social media of him, his mom, and his girlfriend on a roller coaster at a theme park. Like, how stupid are you? Like, <laughs> Maybe that was the only cure for his mom was to ride that really fun roller coaster to bring her out of some sort of deep depression. I think that's why they're so mean about it is because Maybe, I think they he was know. so stupid. Stupid and like flagrantly yeah. lying to them, like kid, that's a kid lie. You know what I mean? Like as an adult, it, James, if you were gonna call Hooky from work, yeah. you wouldn't go and post social media stuff. You'd no, be like I gotta lie. I low. got diarrhea and I'm not gonna do anything yeah. but sit at home and watch TV. Yes, and so like I think because they were just so mean about it, like that's why they want their money. Yeah, look, Guanjo doing well in the game. Their uh, their PR could maybe use a little bit of work though. Well, hopefully they get the PR fixed and uh, they keep doing well in the Overwatch League. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and video games. Now, we want to talk to you on the phone. If you want to talk to us, give us a call at 1-833-557-0974. You can even call and ask us any question you feel like the experts here are qualified to answer. Now, a former Overwatch MVP says Valorant players are making way more money than players that are in the Overwatch League and the Call of Duty League, even though they don't have an established Valorant scene yet. Weird beard. What's going on with this story? So the biggest, like, the biggest story of, uh, you remember a few weeks ago, when all the people were making the gold rush to Valorant. Yeah, everybody right? was leaving whatever game they're playing. They want to be the first in the ground of Valorant, so that's like, uh, you said, first to the, first to the well gets all the gold or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, some, some probably very epic metaphorical, uh, statement for it. So then what came up, one of the, bar- the largest names that wasn't necessarily a Counter-Strike pro or anything like that, was Sinatra. Jay Sinatra won. He was like the best player in the Overwatch League by far. Would you not say that, Robbie? Oh, one of. Okay, like so, but he was a, he was a superstar in the league. And he just was like, hey, I won a championship last year. Uh, I'm like a star, but peace out. I'm going to Valorant when it, there's no not even a scene announced mm-hmm. for this yet. Um, so now that he's in Valorant, he's doing these interviews and he gave this little little tidbit in a recent interview where he said he makes as much in Valorant as he did in the Overwatch League right now. Wow. Okay, him. Not, it's not like everyone's making it. Him. Because there's no way. There's no way that all the players in Valorant are making as much as they do in Overwatch League because you are guaranteed a bare minimum $50,000 salary in the Overwatch League, and they've only had, what, two or three tournaments in Valorant where the winning prize pool 
is $50,000. Yeah, but I mean, the prize pool gets split up and is a bonus on top of what they already get picked. Uh, sure, in his interview, but I, said, there's no way that these teams are paying these kids on their Valorant teams more than that when there's not even an established scene yet. So he, he said, he, I'll say the salary is lower in Valorant, but it evens out with the amazing sponsors I get that I couldn't get in OWL due to restrictions. So he's okay, saying that maybe, because the maybe. OWL is so tight. He's able to pick up some more sponsorship money that he wasn't able to get in the uh, OWL. Yes, and especially because like if you, you do a little bit of research, uh, and around the, the average player in the league earned $114,000 in 2019. I and that's average. That's average. Um and so it's like I don't know. Like it's interesting to me because there's so there's so much money on this Valorant bubble right now. Like so much money for groups that still haven't committed you know what I mean? One way or another. Like, they're they're still announcing rosters even today. I bet you whenever you listen to this, there will have been a roster announced today. Is it, this sustainable though without Riot involved? Yes. Like I think I think I think people see it long term. It's the fact that organizations are doing it and not like individual teams, right? It might be sustainable as long as those sponsors are still there with those sponsor dollars, but if something happens and those sponsors get scared away Then that's it. Yeah. It's not gonna last much longer. I think the I think the big takeaway will be in one year. Will people be making more money or less money when it comes to Valorant? If it's more money, I think it's just it's gonna continue going up. You know what I mean? Exponentially for from here until another five, six years or so. If it's down at all by this time next year, it's probably a, a bust for me and I'm pulling out. So that means you can stop playing Valorant? No, not at no, all. No, he's still going pro. He's still going pro, everybody. Looking for a super cheap yet fun game to play to help fill some time while you're enjoying the cool breeze from the AC this summer? Well, stick around. We have the free game of the week coming up in just a bit. Because next, has being a gaming nerd finally become mainstream? Well, a big name in Hollywood was seen doing something extremely nerdy. Gaming nerds are taking over. Next on Checkpoint XP. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. The Overwatch League is back with the Countdown Cup, once again splitting the league into two regions for competition. It's worth noting that at the end of this tournament, there will be two more weeks of play, after which every team will have played 21 games this season. The League of Legends Summer Split will be running weekly all through the summer. You can tune in to the LCS matches starting on Fridays each week, with matches running through Sunday evening. The playoffs are slated for the end of August into September. Joining the list of canceled esports events is EVO. The tournament was supposed to be held online, but accusations of sexual abuse in the organization has led to the tournament's founder being ousted and the event being canceled this year. While the Fortnite World Cup is gone, the DreamHack Fortnite series is up and running once again. The monthly $250,000 tournament is back on as of July. For our CSGO fans, ESL is currently on break in between seasons. As of now, the ESL is scheduled to get underway once again on September 4th. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we witnessing? The number one esports and video game radio show. Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging with Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and someone who's been searching frantically for how to apply to be a contestant on Floor is Lava on Netflix, me. James Campbell. Isn't that just like Wipeout for Netflix? Kind of. It's awesome, though. It's the, the, the everybody's favorite game from childhood. Uh, really annoy your parents, yeah, but they've James, brought it to reality. James, I'm sorry, but I don't think you would last five seconds on a How show like that. How dare you? Do you have faith that you could win it? Like, I have seriously? faith. You know, I don't know that I could win it, but I think I would have a lot of fun, and I would definitely get close to the okay. goal, no, but I would probably get would. I would definitely succumb answer. by the lava, Aren't that's for sure. close? No. I would. I would do better than Robbie Landis would. Mm-hmm. Put that in writing. 
There was a certain time in our history when being caught doing some nerdy things could really damage your reputation or cause people to think of you as uh, fitting into a not-so-fun stereotype. Well, it seems now that the gamer-slash-nerd reputation may not be as frowned upon. Robbie, was Superman really caught nerding out? That's right. Henry Cavill, Hunk Supreme. Yes. Hunk Superman himself the put out a scale. video of him assembling his own computer, which that's that's peak nerd. Like, even me, myself, I didn't actually build my own computer. I had a friend help me build my own computer. Oh, wow. But, I mean, you know, we've known now since, uh, uh, I guess really, I guess it was probably known before then, but I think when he really got everyone's radar for being a nerd was uh, playing Geralt of Rivia in The Witcher. Right, he came out. He yeah. he's played the game himself. He said he played through it three times. He also has in been quoted saying, "Gaming on my own is much more fun than going out." Yeah, so like oh wow, yeah, yeah, for a Hollywood guy, guy like that. him, Superman, a basement yes. dweller. Yes. Wow, that's a shock. <laughs> yeah, uh, a lot of people very shocked. But I mean, you know, I I I think that Henry Cavill slowly been sort of you know winning his way into nerds' hearts everywhere. He's not the first celebrity to do so. He plays Warhammer, which is like tabletop. You know, yeah. Like, with the little figurines and stuff. It's almost as bad as playing Dungeons and Dragons. Almost. It's, it's right there. Actually, so like, Warhammer is way worse than playing Dungeons and Dragons. There's, I don't know. There, there's like, way more math involved. Says the show's Dungeon there's Master. way more math involved. I think it's it's really cool that this, like, not only hit the internet and started trending and everything was very positive, but, like, it shows that in 2020, I, I think you could be labeled a gamer or kind of a nerd and not have it be a huge pejorative. Like, people aren't trying to make you feel bad about no, yourself. And, and the people who are, they don't matter. You yeah. know, it's, it's not like there, there's actually big people with influence who, whose opinions matter. It's still just like the anonymous trolls, right? Uh, but I mean, he's not the first celebrity to to come out with sort of their 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 nerd cred, if you will. Um, Vin Diesel has been a long time. Oh, nerd. Vin Diesel fanboy. Here we go. Yep. He actually he I believe he wrote the the foreword in uh, one of the Dungeon Master guides for like third or fourth edition. Uh, who was it? Uh, the guy who who was supposed to play? Um, Are you talking about Joe Montana or whatever, yes, or Magniello. Joe Magnello yeah, 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 yeah. or whatever? <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 Joe Joe Magnello. That that's his Don't name. Don't pretend yeah. you knew that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He had no, to tell you I that. did. Yep. Well, yep. once you said Hollywood Dungeons and Dragons Underground, I'm like, okay, like Vince Vaughn's involved with that. Tom Morello's yes, involved is. with uh, that. The creators of Game of Thrones is involved yes. with that as well. Like. There's a lot of the Hollywood elite that are there involved in that Joe Magniello's uh, Dungeons okay, & Dragons James, troop. Somebody comes up to the street, or comes up to you on the street goes, you know what, you suck. You're a nerd. Does yeah. that hurt your feelings in 2020? Uh, I mean, me, I, I have thick skin due to the job that I'm in, but if I wasn't already like in the face of the public, in the media, I would probably be very, be very hurt, yes. I would, By a nerd, or would any insult make you see, feel like that? I feel like if it's a generic one, not really, but I feel like when people start to attack very specific you know, uh, uh, hobbies of yours. Like when they get real specific about it, that's that's when it starts to get to me a little bit. But even in in this day and age, like the broiest of bros love talking about playing Call of Duty. Oh you yeah, know what I mean, like yeah, like this, them talking about gaming is is a blast. They don't look down on it as much as they used to. Maybe when I was in high school. If you took any movie villain bully from like the eighties or nineties movies. If you put them in 2020 today, they would play. They would play Call of Duty. Absolutely, Biff from Back to the Future. Totally, Call he of is Duty. playing Call of Duty, and he's telling people that if you make like a tree and get out of here. Yeah, but but it's gotten to the point now because it's not like like that mentality of making fun of of 
nerds or, or, or who people perceive to be less than them has gone away, right? It's still there. But now the difference is there are certain games that are cool and there are certain games that are not, right? Like people who play PUBG, awesome. But people who play Realm Royale, nerds. Oh. Coming from somebody who runs his own Dungeon Master League. You know what? You're just jealous because you don't have that many friends to get together with. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't have that many friends. That's true. <laughs> I, can't, I can't deny that. Gaming on a budget. We've got a game for free. Free 99. Checkpoint XP's free game of the week. Checkpoint XP has you covered with the free game of the week. Now, if you've ever wanted to hoist the NBA's most coveted trophy above your head while playing with a custom team of hard-nosed basketballers, then NBA 2K20 is the game for you. Said you were being held out for a violation of team rules. Care to comment? It ain't easy watching your brother fall like that, but hey, this is what we work for, all right? Look, Jay, Coach took my scholarship, man. I've been your advisor for four years. If you really want them to hear you, you gotta be willing to sacrifice. There's a choice. You chose to sit out. I chose to stand up. Whatever points you think you're making, son, now is not the time. You are the captain of this team. Better act like it. I believe I am, Coach. Three months from graduating, Chase, you are letting them win. Really, I just wanted to help out my teammate, man. Tournament ends, suddenly everything gets real. If you and I want to try and make it into the league, I can't have anyone else in your ear. So you sure this agent knows what he has in you? I mean, you're so much more than basketball. Tighten that elbow, kid. Whoa, what's up, Kimber? Are you ready to touch earth? Man, I ain't touching no earth, man. What's up? I'm your trainer for the next couple months. These next few days, he has a chance to really impress these scouts. Mav handles all of LeBron's off-court opportunities. I'm not done, Z. It's time to put people on notice. I want you to get out there and get us this so NBA 2K20 is free in the month of uh, July, thanks to PlayStation Plus. Uh, it actually goes all the way through August 3rd, technically. Uh, but the reason I want to talk to you today about NBA 2K20 is because it's more than just pressing square to be able to shoot the basketball. James, what do you know about the NBA 2K series at all? I know that uh, I'm not good at it Okay, because I'm not very good at many sports games. Okay, so there's actually a professional league uh, where there's plenty. They have of an guys. actual league? They have a league where they have their own team. And they play like uh, the Detroit one. There's a Detroit one that I, I think what, it's what, called. What the- I will say to the NBA 2K League, because when it comes to most sports games, boring. But they are one of the most successful uh, esports uh, leagues centered around actual sports games. Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure that if not all, a vast majority of all NBA teams have an equivalent uh, esports yes. team in NBA 2K. And what else is cool about it is in something like Madden, it's just one player on one player. In NBA 2K League, there's actually one player for every player on the field, so it is 5v5. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. I didn't, so, know, I didn't know that. If you're not, you don't have to go to that length to be able to enjoy, you know what I mean, NBA 2K20. The reason I like it is because it has a dynasty mode. So if you're ever into playing... Uh, uh, early Madden or anything like that. You actually have like a season where it has a storyline and a story arc that you're actually able oh to play through. God. You're able to start with your player. You take. I think you're selling Robbie on this one. You take. Uh, you put him through training. What, what drills, kind of story? Like, hold on, hold on. What kind of story more are we talking about here? Like halfway through the, through the season, does like your forward get like a drug problem and you have to bench him and send him to rehab and then his girlfriend comes and it's like, oh no, we have a baby and you have to give him an inspirational speech and rouse him back and then he comes back in at the last minute, you know. 
finally getting the championship games and wins it for you in the second half because he's finally clean. Is he like watching Hoosiers too much or what? I think so. He's watched a lot of basketball movies. Um, I like it because you get to team manage. It's a team management Ugh. simulation as well. So you're able to buy and sell trades of uh, you know different players' contracts or if you're like, hey, we want to bring this guy up from the G League or like, hey, I'm going to play these guys in, in this season and you go through and play all the different and games you play this for fun. season. So you could play as the, uh, as the Lakers and you could trade away LeBron or something yeah, if you exactly, wanted to. Yeah, exactly, if you wanted to. So you could I, build like I your ultimate know. team. I like the ability to at least get your hands dirty. You can do it for more than just the games itself. There's another aspect to it. And hey, it, it's free and through uh, August 3rd, so you might as well pick That's it up. That's the only, the only concession I'm making here for you is yes, it is free. All right, well, there's your free game of the week. NBA 2K20 available for free in the PlayStation Store. Is that what you Correct. said? Correct. If you have to have a uh, PlayStation Plus account, so you must have the PlayStation Plus account, but it is for free if you have a if you're a PlayStation Plus member until August third. So there's your free game of the week coming up. If you're looking for another good game recommendation, something that's easy to get into and well worth the time, we will have our patient gamer segment coming up in the next hour. Next, we'll get to see who knows their role playing game spells best. It's the return of one of our most popular games when we come back on Checkpoint XP. Live from the Checkpoint XP studios. He's about to pull off oh. the Alamo. He's unbelievable. Nico is on fire. Oh my goodness. How does he do this? On radio's number one show for esports and competition. Checkpoint XP Radio. A Beasley esports product. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP. Your home for esports and gaming. You've got me, James Campbell. Joining me are Weird Beard and the only other person I've ever met that thought Will Smith's Gemini Man was a good movie, Robbie Landis. I, I, I mean, I didn't think it was, like, great. It wasn't, like, amazing, right? But it was an action movie. I don't know what people expected out of it. It, maybe, en- it entertained maybe me. Maybe a better-looking, younger ver- yeah. CGI version of Will Smith. That Young Will look Smith like- gives me nightmares. That yeah. is terrifying it's, nightmare. It's some of the worst CGI little, I've ever seen. It's a little uncanny valley, but, again, it's an action movie. What do you expect out of that stuff? Better CGI. All right, it's time for some fun and games. This time, we've brought back one of our most popular games that we've played here on Checkpoint XP. It's Energy Drink or RPG Spell. And we do have Checkpoint XP producer Callie sitting in to play with us. Robbie, since you're going to be kind of the game show host, why don't you explain how we play this one? Yeah, so uh, once again, this does come courtesy uh, to us of Kotaku. They put this uh, an article out a while ago that basically just listed a bunch of names like Big Shot or Diamond Dust. And the idea here is that I'm going to give you guys one of these names and you have to tell me if this is an energy drink flavor or if it is a spell or ability from a role-playing game. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. So I don't gonna, like this. Last time I was the one giving the clues. Yeah. Well, this uh. time I'm going to be the one giving the clues because I've already looked at the list. And I oh, also okay. the list. So we're going to start with Weird Beard over here. I'm in. Weird Beard. Pipeline Punch. Jesus. Okay. That could be like, uh, like Super Mario RPG. Yeah. Or that could totally just be. I mean, the word punch in it is like it's useful in both contexts. I know. Imagine if it was like. Is it a punch attack or. Like a skateboarding character who had like a punch attack? Uh, No, I go with energy drink. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, Weird Beard, I got some news for you. You're right. It's an energy drink. Look at you, Robbie. Trying to sell him on the RPG spell there. Yes. James. Yes. Pure Silver Zero. Oh, I know he's coming right after me with all the hard ones, isn't he? Pure Silver Zero. Okay, see, I was going to say, like, in my mind, I was thinking energy drink straight away, but then I thought, like, actually, that sounds like something out of Earthbound, too. (laughs) Let's see. Uh, Pure 
was it pure silver? Pure silver zero. And zero makes me feel like it could be an energy drink because it's like no, ca- no calories, no calories. You know, that could be sugar free. Mm-hmm. But with you, with Callie, kind of giving the hint that it sounds like it's from a certain game, I'm going to go with role playing game spell. That is unfortunately an energy drink flavor. Oh, man. Yeah. I should have went with my gut. You yeah. like how he set yeah. me up to take the blame on that <laughs> one. I should have went with my gut. All right, Callie, you ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Zing. <laughs> That's it? That's all I get is That's zing? It. Zing. The simplicity is what sells it here. I, I, I got to tell I you. I think I know this one, too. Uh, I got to tell you something. I feel like it's an RPG spell attack. I feel like that's going to be something like... So it's going to be some stupid game. I don't know. Zing. You're going to go with RPG spell? Yeah, RPG spell attack. your final answer. Yeah. You are correct. Okay. <laughs> oh, I thought it was an energy drink. Oh, thank That's heaven. one on the board for Weird Beard and Callie, and as usual, James is lagging behind as we play RPG spell or energy drink. Pretty uh, self-explanatory. So, Weird Beard, is Acid Storm a role-playing game spell, or is it an energy drink flavor? I think I'm just going to go... In and make a guess off bat. No deliberations, because I'll waffle too much on this one. That's a spell. That is indeed an RPG spell. Yeah, you're up two. That'd be a two horrible flavor now. for an energy drink. <laughs> hey, yeah, man, acid storm. Me all the acid hey, bro. Yeah. Hit me with an acid storm, bro. I all feel right. like that would be a tough sell. Okay, what about Green Storm, James? Green Storm. Oh, man. I gotta tell you, Greenstorm doesn't sound particularly appetizing either. It doesn't, but I can see how it could be an energy drink. I just don't. I don't want to get skunked. I don't want to get a total zero. <laughs> I wish I would have got the first one right, so that way I would say at least I got one right. I'm going with energy drink, Greenstorm energy drink. Oh, James, you're on the board with yes. One point. Oh, <laughs> Robbie's got his Regis Philbin going on here. I feel like I'm a millionaire. Oh, oh I'm dog millionaire. You're right. Yeah. Well, you're up next, Callie. Okay. Energy Great. drink or RPG spell? Uh-huh. Broom, broom. <laughs> broom, broom. <laughs> broom, broom. Sounds like something a child with a speech impediment would say. Okay, I, I got to know. Broom. Is it broom with a B or vroom with a V? With a B. But really, that shouldn't be either. Like, I don't want to cast a spell called that or drink yeah, a drink. It could called be that. a Halloween themed to a witch type Ooh, blue yeah. energy brain drink. Plays I, also, but I, just, I feel like it's the same thing. But it's going to be an RPG spell attack, but a, but a spooky sort of game like yeah. a witch would cast. I'm going with RPG spell attack. Wow. You got it right. Yes. Two and two. Two for two. two I'm tired with weird. Am I the only one who's got one wrong so yes. far? Yes. Yep. That's so far. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Weird beard. Ultraviolet. Ugh. My silence is not... This is either an RPG spell or an energy drink for those listening. And he has to tell me which it is. I feel like I could taste ultraviolet. Yes. That's, a, that's good. You know I what? Th- I could taste diamond dust too, but that's an RPG spell. No, mm. it's, it's like gritty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Weird Beard's tried it. <laughs> All right. Let's go with an energy drink, and here's why. Because I can't think of an like RPG character being like, and I cast ultraviolet. Like it just doesn't. There's I don't no know. I, had, I, I cast zing. <laughs> but what if they have more of a deeper, boomerang, booming voice like ultraviolet? It's a drink. It's a drink. Oh, weird beard. You got three points. Yeah, yeah, it's a good drink. Ah, all right. Got to get three to keep all on pace. All right. Here we go. James. Ah, yes. RPG spell or energy drink. 
Dark Mist. Dark Mist. Ooh. I get these two okay. worded in, titles. In fairness, that legit could be both. It could be. <laughs> like, Much like Green Storm. Those might both exist. Dark Mist. I'm going to go with RPG Spell simply because the last one that I just took the guess on was Green Storm and was correct as an okay. energy drink. So I think this one is going to be RPG Spell. You're not letting our, our listeners down. That is indeed an RPG yes. spell. That is yeah, two yeah, points yeah. for you. Callie. total loser. All right. This is a good one. This is a good one. Okay. All right. Great. Tribute CYP-X. Tribute CYP-X. What could the CYP-X stand for? I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been giving you all the really hard ones. Yeah, well, I've noticed, <laughs> that actually. That sound like anything. I know. That, that has occurred to me. I was thinking my Final Fantasy background would pay off a little bit uh-huh. here. It has not. Um, CYP okay. could be like, cool, you're a pirate. Well, like, <laughs> extraordinary. Yeah. CYP usually stands for cover your Yeah. But, but okay, so I'm going to tell you what. Um, because I can't figure out what CYPX is, I'm going to assume it's a chemical. I'm going with energy drink. Wow. Is that your final answer? That's what you're going to go with? Yep. That's my final answer. And potentially fall behind weird. Beard. I know. You are correct. Yes. That is three, three, and Ugh. two for James. We have one more left on the list. So Son I'm going to let everybody. Oh, I'm going to let everybody. This is worth a million okay. points right here. Oh, oh this is where I come in for the win. <laughs> Maybe. The last one is recovery grape um, uh, <laughs> you were so sure at first <laughs> energy drink energy drink Lock grape answer. is an energy drink I'm gonna say RPG spell attack James. I think it's an energy drink all recovery right. grape so with all those answers locked in there are no ties here there is a winner and a loser and a second place okay Weird Beard, you are our winner. Yeah! James, you come in second place, and unfortunately, with your measly three points <laughs> to their 10 million and 10 million and three, you lose, Callie. I'm sorry. All right. Well, thanks for playing, Callie. You were a great contestant. From the high highs, an absolute monster to the low lows. Who nailed it and who failed it on Checkpoint XP Radio? Our field that goes out to a teenage Twitch fan that has racked up some serious charges on their parents' debit card after an alleged $20,000 spree on donations and subscriptions without the cardholder's knowledge. Ooh. That's a big chunk of change. Too bad he wasn't hanging out watching me on my stream. <laughs> now, according to their parent who posted a worried plea on the official Twitch subreddit, their minor child spent almost $20,000 using a debit card on subscriptions and donations, cleaning out my bank account accounts without my knowledge or permission. Years of savings gone in 17 days. Now, what do you do? Like, what's... Okay. Oof. Your kid comes to you. You, you found out that they... Because they didn't tell their parent. Their parent probably found out when they went to spend money. Uh-huh. You're, you're confronting your kid for the first time. Are you angry or do you try to understand that they... Oh, 100% straight angry anger. <laughs> like, I'm coming down with, like, vengeance from hell my, here. My parents had a saying growing up, and that saying was I made you, I will unmake you. And that's, I think, exactly what would happen right here. Like, I just, I I don't know. Like, part of me has to Oh, kid, shut up! I No, no! I have heard you go after your kid on stream about not cleaning her room yes. but if she were to spend $20,000 you'd understand somehow? No, I don't think I'd understand, but like you have to... 
I don't think kids grasp the concept of money. You know what That's I mean? True, they don't. Like they like to Bailey thinks she'll have twenty dollars and be like, I can buy anything in the world. Yeah, like, twenty bucks is a lot no. of money. Like this is all digital money, so like he never saw. He was just hitting a button that said, I like Ninja a lot. Ninja, here's some bits and donations. Like, I kind of get that, but dude, twenty thousand that makes me sick thinking about yes. it. Like my stomach gets just tight. Like, oh my God. You're like, what's the number of the credit card company? Because we have to claim this was stolen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the thing though, is like, I I don't know, this guy might get his money back, but Twitch isn't responsible for most of it. Like, sure isn't. he has to go through his bank and they're the ones that have to do it, which then like, you may have to charge your kid with fraud. You know what I mean? In order to be able to, if you want to get it back, a police report do it. has to be filed. Send him to jail. Oh. He'll learn his lesson then. Oh no. If Judge Robbie's on the trial, <laughs> he's going to throw the book at you. Don't forget, if you ever miss a Nailed It and Failed It, you can find them posted over at CheckpointXP.com. We asked on social media over at CheckpointXP on Twitter and Facebook what the worst video game you ever rented was. We'll discuss your answers in a little bit, because ahead next, we're checking the gaming headlines. Robbie, what do you have for us? A rare copy of a Nintendo game sold for five times the amount that that kid's parents are now on the line for. Wow, that and more next on Checkpoint XP. Broadcasting from the Beasley Media Studios, esports and video games live here. Oh my God! Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. I'm James Campbell, and with me is Robbie Landis, and the guy who's steadily climbing the ladder of precious metals and stone rankings in Valorant. Weird beard. And then falling and then climbing and then falling and then climbing. It's a it's a process. Yeah. Um but I will say like it's it's one of those things that I, I think only I can get excited about because if I tell anybody else they don't care. But like yeah, yeah I'm it's not like bad. one of those things when you try to go to your woman, you're like, guess what? I'm ranked triple platinum diamond asterisk like, or whatever and she's I like don't care. Are you going to make dinner or what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. exactly my life. That's yeah. what I deal with. The Army has been getting a bad rap on Twitch for something they're doing with giveaways. We'll let you know what in a moment, because now it's time for... Hey! Oh! The guy is unreal. My goodness! Here's another update with Robbie Landis on Checkpoint XP Radio. A mint condition, sealed copy of the original Super Mario Brothers sold at auction for 114 thousand dollars on july 10th setting a new record for the sale of a single collectible video game now the previous record was a private sale in february of 2019 for a hundred thousand one hundred and fifty dollars and was another sealed copy of the super mario brothers now what set this one apart which was the ever so rare 9.4 rating whatever that means is that back then when they first came out they had these little like tabs on them that you would pop up at the retails to put them on the little they hang like, them on spokes, the jail yeah had, that hadn't even been popped up yet, so it hadn't Ooh, even been hung anywhere. Like pristine condition. $114,000. Still Stupid. factory sealed. Stupid. I think it's so dumb. If you had I... unlimited money, you wouldn't buy this? No, it's dumb. I don't Do, believe you. The thing I that I could spend $114,000 on outside of like a sealed game that like... If that's... It's, it okay, can, it no, here's fit. the difference. Weird Beard, here's the difference. <laughs> it fit on a calculator I nowadays. can't believe Robbie's on the side of the, the video game. Here's the here. difference, Weird Beard. You're talking as if... The 114 was the only money you had. There's other stuff you can buy. If you have unlimited money, if there is nothing else to buy, you of all people absolutely would. How much do you think my copy of Super Mario Brothers is worth? Five dollars. I still cents. have the plastic like sleeve case that you put it in. That's, but that's okay. Yeah. Twenty five cents. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, not bad. <laughs> have you had any trouble finding Xbox Ones to buy? No, I haven't. Apparently, some people have, but not because they're selling out. 
Production of the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S, all digital consoles, have been slowing and will soon end production altogether. Microsoft will only keep the Xbox One S Standard Edition around. Uh, the digital version was literally only released in May of last year. Well, they're probably getting ready for the next gen, right? Ah, you would think so. Yeah. But Microsoft, one of the reasons that they're not going to have exclusives to the Xbox Series uh, X, one, whatever it is, the new one, is that they don't want to pressure people into having to buy the next console generation right away. They want people to be able to play their games on whatever console that they have, and they can upgrade and go on whenever they want. Oh, yeah, but also we're not making any of the old ones. See, it sounds like instead of pressuring you, they're just going to run out of systems, so you're forced Mm. to go buy it. No pressure. how that's going to work. That that sounds like loser talk to me. Like Just be like, oh, we don't want to pressure anybody. It's like Sony is literally just be like, you're going to buy it, and you're going to buy it now. You know, the Xbox One Xs weren't even stocked in Japan. Unless you went in and pre-ordered one, there were most stores in Japan did not even stock them. Wait, is the Xbox One X already out in Japan? No, not the new one. The uh, the digital only version of the last. Yeah. The Xbox oh. One X. The Xbox One X is okay. out. The new one is the Xbox Series X. Oh, Series X. Okay, yeah. I knew it ended in an X. <laughs> Lots of X's with the Xbox. The Microsoft Ultimate Game Pass just got even better. Microsoft announced that later this year, anyone who has the Ultimate Game Pass gets free access to Project xCloud. Now, xCloud, like Stadia, will allow gamers to stream gameplay directly to their devices without a need to download the entire game, saving on hard drive space, download data, and allowing you to even play your AAA games on your tablets or phones. I think this is still, like, another privileged person thing. Like, it's in the sense of just like, hey, you're, you dumb idiots pay for unlimited Wi-Fi internet to everything, and you want to pay $1,000 a month to a cable company to be able to have internet access. Well, here's your stupid games online. Like, not everybody likes to stream everything or to have everything living somewhere else. Like, I'm, I'm with you. I like having physical games. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I'd even pay a premium and buy... More, I'd be inclined to buy more games if there was more physical copies. The fact that everything's being moved to like an online server that if there, it just goes down one day, you can't play anything see, anymore. But there you go with your own privilege as well. Because the fact that it's tied to the Ultimate Game Pass, the people that playing these games, 15 bucks a month. That's it. Whereas you, buying all your physical games, are probably spending $60 a month on forever, different though. games. I get to keep them forever. You can't just unrelease a game on me. Nah, fair enough. You've heard of people playing and beating games using Donkey Kong Country bongos, Guitar Hero instruments, or even a bop it, but one YouTuber has taken the challenge of playing games without controllers to a whole new level. Super Lewis 64 played Mario 64 with a trampoline. What? A trampoline. The, like, little mini trampolines that you can, like, put inside your house for a workout. Now... He didn't just use the trampoline. He had to connect it to something. So he used a Connect mod along with Joy-Con controllers to input his controls that were taken from his movements jumping up and down on a trampoline. Well, here's here's what part of that stream sounded like real quick. Shit. <laughs> I'm so bad at this game. This is straight up Streamlabs. This is my first time using it. I'm an idiot. Don't worry about that. <laughs> James, if you could beat Super, Super Mario 64 using an everyday household item, what item are you going to use? Uh, hold on, hold on. Shouldn't he be able to beat Super Mario 64 normally? I've beaten Super Mario 64. <laughs> Thank you very much, Robbie. I'd like to see you do it with a blender. You know what? Blender was what I was going to say, because ah, I think that'd be cool. Because nice. not only can I beat the game playing it with a blender, I'm also going to make myself a couple delicious smoothies in the process. <laughs> I remember back in 1997 when I first got my hands on Final Fantasy VII, and the game came with three discs because it was so big. 
Today's digital age, everything is downloaded, so we don't have to deal with discs as much. But one game is really taking the cake. Microsoft's Flight Simulator's physical copy needs 10 discs to get the whole game on it. Wow, 10? 10 discs. I mean, they're fitting, they're fitting a, 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 a basically a virtual world of the world in there. Because in Flight Simulator, you can fly anywhere in the world. But all you're going to see is just airports, right? You're not... Can you just land your plane anywhere? I mean, I mean anywhere? you can't just land anywhere, but you'll be able to like, look out the window and be like, oh, there's the Great Wall of China. Oh, there's the Sphinx and the Pyramids. So, I want to land on the Great Wall of China. Do you, well. do you think people that buy that are psychopaths? <laughs> I mean, they like, might it, be it, a it, little this bit. This is a seri- serious question. Like, I've I've come to terms with farming simulator people. They're an odd subculture of people, but they I think it's like, the, like playing with Tonka trucks, right? Just flying. I mean, you, I don't get it. I don't know. It's, it's not like when we fly in video games and it's simple controls. Like they have all the controls that are actually in a plane in yeah. there, and there's tons of different planes. So I mean, you're a psychopath, probably. I feel like it's people who just can't afford to go to flight school. I mean, there might be a little bit of that as well. <laughs> Do you trust somebody who like they've never flown like an a Craigslist plane. pilot? I'm a Craigslist pilot. I learned playing the Microsoft Flight Simulator. But if they put in like seven thousand hours of it, do you think that they know more? Look, or I mean, less than re- like a regular real pilot? pilots have to learn on a flight simulator before they get into a plane as well. <laughs> That's so true. Good point. That'd be a cool, Jeez, like a cool TV show or a cool like internet video. You have a guy who's learned how to fly a plane strictly from playing the flight simulator. Also, remember, and somebody actually trained. Remember that in the past year, we have had people who have played like Formula One racing games. That have beat actual racers. Yeah, so it so, could be. Mm, yeah. Lego's back at it again with more Nintendo-themed content. The Craziness. newest Lego set is that of a classic Nintendo Entertainment System, a controller, and a 1980s-style TV playing Mario. In total, for this set, there are 2,646 pieces. And weird beard, because I know you're wondering, how much does it cost? $230. That makes me sick. Why did Nintendo and Lego team up to just, like... Say, you know what? Kids don't play with Legos anymore. We're going to make their idiot parents buy them these things because we're going to hit them right in the nostalgia button. If only you had $114,000 to spend on Legos. (laughs) (laughs) So now, is this a Lego Nintendo system? Are you actually playing the game? So it's not the actual game on there. It's like a little version of him that you can like walk across it. But it does actually interact with the other Lego sets that that we've talked about on uh, previous episodes. Where like they have sort of little light up interactive pieces to it. Some of the warp tunnels make noises when you put the characters on and stuff okay but you're not actually playing the game it's just correct okay yep that's it for the checkpoint xp gaming news update for more head on over to our website checkpointxp.com thank you robbie for that update now the army has been getting a bad rap on twitch for something that they've been doing with giveaways robbie can you uh shine some light on this story too yeah so uh you know the, the, the army and the armed forces have been getting into the gaming space now for for a few years and it always hasn't been looked at Kindly, you know. Uh, obviously, you do have to be a certain age to be able to join the army. Yeah, but 18. there are there are kids. You know, technically, as far as the 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 terms of service going, you have to be at least thirteen years old to interact with Twitch. But you know, look, kids who can't join the army are watching Twitch. So there's always been this sort of like, oh, you're kind of preying on kids by doing this. And now they've taken that to another level. On their Twitch account, they actually have giveaways that when you click on the link to go to the giveaway, yeah, it just takes you to the recruitment page for the army. There is no giveaway. And Twitch, upon hearing that this is happening, like basically shut that down and was like, you can't. That should be illegal. Yes. You cannot do that. If you do, your account is gone. But I mean, it's not a good, it's not a good look. I think it's just, it's what's even sketchier about it is like the whole advertising to kids thing is something that I'm like very passionate about 
dealing with my daughter, right? Because yeah. if you watch like YouTube channels for kids content, it's the most manipulative stuff that you can come across because it's very much so like them, you know, hey kids, you want to have all the friends in the world, right? Come on and hang out and do this. Like this is in the same steps as, I don't re- know if you remember this, like, but there was a game that the US Army released seven or eight years ago called America's Army. Um, and it was actually a training simulator that if you got a high score, you would get a call from a recruiter because they, they based really. Future, I think they based Future Man on that. That's a, that's a Hulu show about a kid or, or a guy that beats a game, and then someone from the future comes back and is like, "You have the skills we need to save the universe." Oh wow! Yeah, and so like this is not the first time that they've that's done this. Wild. Yes, that seems it's so crazy. highly illegal. And America's Army, it would literally say like, if you want a high score, you're going to be contacted by representatives of the United States government to try to recruit you to be a number one soldier. And it's like a game that's a first-person shooter. Look, this is what it looks like. It's literally like, looks like... It looks like a Call of Duty game. And so it like teaches you, hey, you're going to go through and slaughter all the terrorists. If you kill lots of them, the government's going to call you and you're going to be a new recruit. It's not a good look. I'm surprised they haven't called me after playing that game. Looking for a hit game that you might uh, maybe might have missed? Something that's easy to get into but still worth the time? We have a great gaming recommendation coming up in just a bit. Because ahead next, can League of Legends pull off their finals in a bubble? What does that even mean? <laughs> well, we'll explain when we get back here on Checkpoint XP. Stop blowing my mind! We're rolling with continuous esports on the only show for esports and video games. This is going to be absolute madness around you. No need for extra tokens. We've got the hookup. Checkpoint XP. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're hanging with me, James Campbell, along with Weird Beard. And the future owner of a buttress pillow, Robbie Landis. Oh, no. The buttress. No, I will n- no, I'm not. I'm not. You're going to buy one, No, Robbie. I'm not. Your Facebook ads tell you to buy it. I don't it. You're care gonna buy it. what Facebook ads are telling me that. I just like to know why Facebook ads are telling why me that. Why don't you tell the uh, wonderful listeners yes, of the show? Describe the buttress, buttress pillow. It, it is a, a pillow that is shaped like a butt. Callie's in here sitting with, in with us. Maybe she doesn't know what a buttress pillow is. I don't know what a buttress pillow it's, is. It's like from the waist down to the top of the thighs, and it's a pillow shaped like a butt. And it's like it's like <laughs> with our patented sweet spot just above the thighs, uh, but just below the cheeks. And it's like what? I don't I don't want to know about the sweet spot between the thighs. Well, we think Robbie is probably resting his face in between somebody's butt when he's at home. Not happening. All right, coronavirus is still taking over the country with traditional sports on hiatus until they can figure out exactly how to keep athletes and employees safe. One way they have devised to stay well is doing what's called a bubble tournament, which is what the NBA is currently experimenting with now to play some games this year. It seems like the League of Legends organizers, Riot, are taking inspiration because they are considering doing the same for the League World Championship. Callie, tell us where, uh, where the thought on doing this might come from. Yeah, so the NBA is experimenting with this. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, they're ba- basically playing all their games down at uh, Disney World, and basically it's it's no one in or out. If you if you leave, you have to quarantine for two weeks before you're allowed Oof. back in. So the idea being, if we can keep all the players, we you know we're gonna do a, a coronavirus test on them before we go in, make sure everyone is okay, and then we're gonna keep them basically locked here for the duration of the season. And like now, League of Legends is saying, okay, well we could maybe do something similar. For our world championships that are supposed to be in Korea later this, or okay. I'm sorry, China later this year. Look, that that makes perfect sense for for something like the NBA to try because if they don't do that, they don't they play. don't play. Yeah, it's that or nothing. But there's no reason in the digital age in order to have the world championships. 
to have everyone on stage at the same time. Yeah, I, I think I actually tend to agree with that, right? Like, because... I understand the idea, like, listen, you can't have, you know, an American team facing off against a Korean team from their own homes. Correct. You can't do that. There is going to be too much lag trying to have that game play, right? But you could still have everyone go to China and play separately. Which is exactly what the plan is for the Overwatch League Grand Finals. After they do the tournament when they have, you know, the the, the final four, there's going to be a two-week period where everyone's going to be tested, quarantined, and then flown over. I think it's happening in... Korea. I forget exactly where it is, but that's what they're doing, and then they will play from their own separate, you know, dormitories or homes or whatever. So you'll have to fly land. to the country and then chill for two weeks. I think they chill for two Compete weeks here, and then come home, and then they fly over there. Correct. Okay, so you, yes. you're going to quarantine for two weeks here in the states, and then you'll fly over. It still seems like this weird. Uh, I mean, but but what else are you going to do error, at yeah. that yeah. point in order in order to guarantee fairness? Because as Callie was mentioning, you know, when you know the Korean teams are playing on servers that are located in Korea, and look to us casual gamers, no matter how competitive we get, it's imperceivable to us. But when you are a world away from where these servers are located, there will be less than a second difference. But in a competitive scene like this, yep, and we're talking about being the best in the world, a half a second does matter between victory and defeat. Now, Callie, why is League of Legends the one? You know what I mean? Like, why are they the ones that are so hardcore hell-bent on making this happen in person? I, You know what? I don't think they actually are. I think holograms, I, man. I think this is... Well, first of all, yes, absolutely. I think this is more of a place... That they are the furthest out right now, right? They still have a long way until Worlds will begin. It's October. I think they're trying to take a best-case scenario to say, like, listen... Actually, if things, same as Overwatch League. They're going for an October... Uh, uh, Finals as well, right? Well, I mean, this would start in October, but oh, it won't, right. won't oh, end until November. Right. That's right. No, see, I forget that the, the, that Worlds isn't just a single. No, match. it's it, a it's, whole it's month, a whole tournament, mm-hmm. right? Ooh, the bubble does make a little bit more sense. Exactly. So, but I, I think that they're planning for this to be like, hey, maybe we'll be able to have the tournament in person still. So let's have the plan in place. And as we start getting closer, if COVID's still not getting better, which frankly, let's look around, it's probably not going to. Then we make the move to an online thing, but let's not go straight to you know the nuclear option if we don't have to. I would guess that's what they're trying to do. But then again, Rye doesn't tell me things, so. <laughs> Can't be bothered to play new games as they come out. I've been hearing about this Skyrim thing. Is that worth buying? For gamers behind the times, it's the patient gamer. You're listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. Each week, Weird Beard and Robbie bring us a new game to check out that might have otherwise missed. What game do we have this week, Robbie? This week, we have uh, a game that I actually only discovered a couple years ago, but it puts you in the position of commanding your own secret military force to combat the alien invasion on Earth. All attempts to contact the invaders thus far have failed. Their only purpose seems to be destruction and chaos. One fact is quite clear. The militaries of the world are severely outgunned. In the absence of a miracle, this could very well be the end of civilization as we know it. Hello, Commander. The game is called XCOM, which stands for Extraterrestrial Combat Unit. Dude, now, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it, it's very good. It's actually spawned all sorts of... Uh, uh, not spin-off games, but sort of like spiritual successors, right? But this is a sort of, it's a top-down tactical game. So it's turn-based, where you get to sit there and decide, take as long as you need, decide what you want your units to do. Now, when you say top-down, are you talking, like, if you're looking at, like, a like the game Red Alert, 
Yeah, it's or an isometric. Like Starcraft. Right. Okay. Yep. You see, you see the action from above, and you have your units here. And the story is not, you know, super involved. But the story well, is aliens is that are invading Earth. Aliens have invaded Earth. They've taken over Earth, and now you have sort of this bunker with these uh, uh, these units in it that you have to train up. You get to decide what their equipment is, what their moves are, and then you go out on missions to fight against the different units. And it's all about tactics, right? Uh, honestly, it's probably the closest that you can get to playing chess in a video game without just playing video it's game so chess. It's so good. It, like, I can't it even... It really is. I can't, I can't even how explain. excited the weird beard looks talking about <laughs> it's, it's like if like you've ever played... Someone just gave him a free cake. Um, Advanced Wars, Final Fantasy Tactics, mm-hmm. like... Um, but just, you're dude, but, but they're like dudes running around with like, you know, Gatling guns and laser shotguns. swords. You just snipe them from across you're the map. You're getting me excited like, about yes, this right no, now. but it, it is. It's really, really great. And what I like most about it, because I'm all into like, as much as you can customize stuff, like, give it to me. And you can like, name your units... Decide where they come from, what color their armor is, their like, like gear and stuff. Things like that. I like to make my entire like uh, 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 um, my entire unit is always like my friends, right? So I'll make like a weird beard, and I'd make like a James. Then you know, I'm not there obviously because I'm the commander, and I don't want to go out and die anyway. It's the other thing: if your unit dies, they're gone forever, permanent loss. Yeah, that's the really? that's a, yeah, that's yeah. the cool part. So it's like you don't just run in and be like, oh, well, I'm gonna kill everything and be totally fine. Like, there's consequences to it. So, like, you may win one battle, but then three encounters later realize, like, I just don't have the stuff to go on anymore. Like, You know what I mean? Like, I've lost mm-hmm. so, and I won so close a few times back that you now have to, like, think multiple encounters and, ahead. And honestly, this might actually be right up your alley, James, because since, again, there's a story there, but it's nothing super deep, and the missions can take, depending on how long you spend on them, you know, if you have only 20 to 60 minutes a day or a week to spend mm-hmm. that's enough to just jump in and just play through a mission save and then jump back off again uh it can only be played on pc i believe i don't think you can get it on consoles is that right weird beard correct but uh yes. one of the other things that's really cool about it is that there is an xcom 2 there's multiple dlc packs for there both is XCOM and so XCOM much 2. stuff for you to play here now xcom 2 being the most recent one is still full priced at 60 dollars. but xcom 1 which is the first one that i played still worth playing as well very cool well there's your patient gamer recommendation xcom Available uh, primarily on the PC and possibly XCOM, XCOM 2 available on the Nintendo Switch. Thank you, Robbie, for that gaming recommendation. Coming up, what was the worst game you've ever rented? Well, we asked you on social media, at Checkpoint XP over on Twitter and Facebook, what the worst game you ever rented was. We're going to talk about your answers next when Checkpoint XP returns. Hey, this is Callie with the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar, letting you know about the latest esports competitions to look forward to in the coming weeks. The Overwatch League is back with the Countdown Cup, once again splitting the league into two regions for competition. It's worth noting that at the end of this tournament, there will be two more weeks of play, after which every team will have played 21 games this season. The League of Legends Summer Split will be running weekly all through the summer. You can tune in to the LCS matches starting on Fridays each week, with matches running through Sunday evening. The playoffs are slated for the end of August into September. Joining the list of canceled esports events is EVO. The tournament was supposed to be held online, but accusations of sexual abuse in the organization has led to the tournament's founder being ousted and the event being canceled this year. While the Fortnite World Cup is gone, the DreamHack Fortnite series is up and running once again. The monthly $250,000 tournament is back on as of July. For our CSGO fans, ESL is currently on break in between seasons. As of now, the ESL is scheduled to get underway once again on September 4th. That's it for the Checkpoint XP Save the Date calendar. And remember, for all the latest in the world of esports, check out our website at CheckpointXP.com. Get in the game. What are we witnessing? The number one esports and video game radio show. Checkpoint XP, where gaming lives. Welcome back to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. You're listening to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and someone who's been sharpening up his Tetris skills so he can win big on Tetris Primetime, me. 
James Campbell. I'm, I'm, I'm posting all of my hopes and dreams upon your shirt here because I need you to win that for me. I'm, I'm going to do my best. I'm, I got to win. I got to win more than I won on Trivia HQ. That's all I have to say. <laughs> what's your high? What's your high score or like how much money you won on Trivia HQ? An entire dollar twenty six. Yes, almost enough to buy a beverage at the gas station. What was the worst game you ever rented? Well, we asked over on social media at Checkpoint XP on Twitter and Facebook. We'll get to your answers in just a moment. But first, we're going to discuss some of the stinkers we wasted our parents' money on. Weird Beard, you're up first. It's I feel the like Weird Beard's probably ever had some real rented. bad rentals. Oh, I mean, he he plays yeah. bad games for fun. So, so I, can't even, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, I would probably say... That there's one I rented a whole bunch of times because I wanted to love it, and I do love it as an adult now, but like at the time of being a kid, it was terrible. Uh, for the N64 Mystical Ninja Goma Men? What? Yeah, it was like, it was a weird. That sounds like an anime game. Yeah. No, it was like an offbeat kind of like uh, Rare developed it, actually. Interesting. And uh, I don't know. Like, it was just, I wanted it to be fun so bad, and I rented it multiple times, and every time I was like, no, I'm going to get through this. No, I'm going to do it. No, it's going to... And then it just never... Oh. It just... Like, I never had the, the... You had to have the expansion pack to be able to save it, so I could never oh. save it. That's oh, yeah. wow. Just looking at the cover of that, I would never play that in my entire life. <laughs> All right. So, uh, for me, it was actually... It was a PlayStation 1 game, and it was the PlayStation game for Toy Story. And the reason that I hate it so much... What was wrong with that? Bad? The reason I hate it so much is when you go into save, like, you know, in the save screen, with old memory cards, each slot had a different game on it. So if you were saving in a game, it would show you the slots of the games they were already in. Yeah, it right? had the really cool yeah. pictures for, like, yep. each of the different games. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there was uh, a problem with this one where when you clicked on a spot, if there was something already in it, it didn't be like, are you sure you want to save over this? It Once you click it. somewhere, it just saved over it. And I accidentally saved over my 200-plus original file first playthrough for Final Fantasy 7 where mm. I had basically completed everything you possibly could in the game. But if you love something you gotta let it go. No. It should have been a growing Screw moment. Toy Story. I hate that game. And then it comes back. It'll let you know and Final Fantasy 7 came back this year. See? See? Final Fantasy 7 loves you. You're the, re- you're the reason that the remake was Shut made. up. Both yeah. of you. Well for me the, um, the games that I've rented that were really bad were the ones that I, I could never figure out like right from the get go. And a majority of them are NES games. Oh, so it's not that the games were bad, it's that you were bad, James. I don't know. Well, Total Recall. There's a one. Total Recall for the NES. Movies just shouldn't have games. Yeah, like, was, even today. Never. Don't I, stop making them into games. Yeah, still, at this very moment, I have no idea what the hell I was supposed to do in that game. You, yeah. you start off and you die, like, instantly. No matter what you do, no matter how hard you fight, you're dead. As soon as you hit that reset button and the game powers up again, mm-hmm. you're dead. Every single time. You can recall it so accurately. I can, because it would really damage my brain. Just as bad bad as that pun that Robbie just dropped on a radio. (laughs) You are listening to Checkpoint XP, your home for esports and gaming. We're just talking about some of the worst games we ever rented as kids. And now we're going to talk about some of your responses. But first, we're going to check in on the Checkpoint XP phone lines. If you ever want to reach us, give us a call at 1-833-557-0974. Hi, uh, this is uh, Henry from Seattle. Um, I just wanted to tell my side of the story of the worst game I ever rented. Uh, it was actually my uh, my best friend always wanted to play Risk with me, which I just I have zero zero patience for. I I, I couldn't get through like that game is just way too long. The the board game, and uh, he convinced me that the PlayStation Two version, uh, which is essentially just the board game. Uh, just on the PlayStation 2 was, like, better. 
So I played it, and I realized that that game is just just as trash as the board game. So, I mean, I guess it's not the worst game in the world, but uh, it is it's pretty much just as trashy as the board game. Uh, hot take. Thank you, Henry, for that call. Remember, if you want to call and leave us a message, you can do that by calling one eight three three five five seven zero nine seven four. Let us know. You can chime in on our social media question, or just ask the gaming experts a question. There at that line. Now, playing Risk as a video game, I can see why that would be, would be bad because I'm the same way with Monopoly. I cannot stand playing Monopoly, the board game. You play the digital version on the on the Xbox or whatever. It's just as bad. Okay, I love but- playing. No, Risk on the board game or on a uh, like a, a video game is so much better than the board you game. You don't have to set it up. Yeah, you don't That's set it up. That's the best part. You I've don't only keep ever track done track of anything, yeah. but you still got to play it. Which is fine, but this is why I'll never do it again, because I played it once with my dad a long, long time ago, and I would always leave just one unit on each like space or each country to, to defend, and he broke through like my sort of border and then just went all the way through like across three continents just taking country after country and I'm just like that's it I'm done I want to play this I anymore. like it that you don't have to do the math like the computer just yes. does the math you just roll the dice and be like well, I don't know take as many you as win you or you lose well, there's, still, there's some advantages but it's still a bad rental so we're talking about the worst games you ever ever rented we've asked you on social media over at Checkpoint XP on Facebook and Twitter we have some of your responses here all right, so Reverse Gremlin over on Twitter said Resident Evil Operation Raccoon City. She says, what a dumpster fire of a game. Now, was that the first one that was like online um I've, like never, I've never played Resident Evil because I don't like scary games. I'm like you. Oh, you're like me? I'm like you. I try to stay away from the scary games. I didn't Weird realize I actually had something in common with have you. Played, <laughs> have you played this before? I like Resident Evil games. I've never played this one, so mm. I couldn't even tell you. Well, that I, honestly, that should probably tell us enough. If it yeah. wasn't one worth playing, it probably was a dumpster Bad fire. rental. Zeldoria says Superman 64. I was seven, and it was Superman. Dumbest idea it, it's really interesting if you look into the the history of what happened the with that lore game. Of Superman Seriously, 64. no. So like, what happened is they uh, the company that was allowing it to go out, Superman like couldn't kill anybody, he couldn't hit anybody. He so, wasn't Superman essentially. Yeah, like it, they had so many limitations. That's why most of the game is just him flying around through rings. So it was like rules that TV had in place in like the nineteen fifties and sixties. Exactly. Boom, you got it. Billy over on Facebook, says, Conquers Bad Fur Day on the N64, and I never returned it. Sounds like a game Weird Beard would play. I thought that Conquers Bad Fur Day was good. That this, this is like liked by most people, isn't it? It's Yeah, because it's like a an, uh, an adult version of Banjo-Kazooie. Like, they make oh, giant poo okay. jokes, and like uh, he curses a lot and stuff gotcha, like that. Gotcha. I don't know. Uh, Nebik says, The Virtual Boy and all the games it had, it cost a $100 deposit at Blockbuster just to rent it back the next day. Oh my gosh. Oh my. All right, first you can of rent all, the Virtual Boy? Hold on. If it was a $100 deposit, my parents would never, never agree to that. Wow. I can't believe you could actually rent it. I thought that Virtual Boy was just on display at certain video game stores <laughs> for you to try to try out and see that it didn't work very well. Flynn Sanity says Tekken's Nina Williams in Death by Degrees. Now, I've never played this, but I do remember reading about this in, I think it was the PlayStation Magazine when it first came out. Tekken's obviously a fighting game, right? This was their first try at like a non-fighting game. I think it was supposed to be not, not quite role playing game, but it had like some, how some action Mortal, elements. Mortal Kombat had the the, the Sub Zero uh, game. Sub Zero game, it was. Okay. yeah. So it was featuring one of their fighters in like her own game. It was not good. Yeah, it was not good. 
Didn't play it myself, but uh, it was terrible. We have uh, Nathan says, I don't remember a specific game, but I do remember leaving a mark on the game cartridge so I could try and rent the same one at a later date and pray that my save file was still there. That's funny. That's actually a little, uh, a cute little strategy in back in the day when you had to rent games like that. What is that? What is what is existing I know, like I that? Know, people are listening probably like, you got, actually, you want to rent games? <laughs> you ever you heard of Gamefly? You ever heard of Netflix? A little strategy that I did. Uh, so a friend of mine, uh, I think it was one of the Grand Theft Auto games they had just gotten uh, in, in, I think it was the PlayStation. They had it upright and I had accidentally knocked it down when they were playing it and it scratched up the disc and the disc didn't work. Yeah. Ooh. So they're like, you owe me a new one. I'm like, I got you. We went to the local video store. We rented Grand Theft Auto. Oh, and you swapped it out. We swapped it. Went back and said it isn't. It, it's it's not working. It's all scratched up. So like, let us try and fix it. And they put it in some weird polisher thing or whatever. I'm like, here, try it now. And they tried it. It still didn't work. And they're like, well, let's get you another. And we're like, no, it's fine. You know, we'll just we'll just take the money back. And uh, that's how I'd have to pay him sixty dollars. So he's the reason. He's the reason they started putting barcodes on the discs. How dare you, Robbie? Now that's gonna do it for this episode. Thank you all so much for listening on your radio station. Make sure you head on over to checkpointxp.com. Check out Checkpoint XP on campus and get the latest info on what is going on in the world of collegiate esports. New episodes every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want to give a big thank you to Robbie Landis, Weird Beard, and producer Callie for helping put this episode together. Don't forget, follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Checkpoint XP. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the show, and we'll talk to you again on the next level. Yeah.